Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And this week's episode, I'm going to be featuring a conversation with my great friend, Clint Schumacher. Now, Clint is somebody that I've had the great honor and privilege of working with one-on-one through my life coaching slash business mentoring program. Many of you may not know that I have this available, but I do have a mentoring package. It's not advertised anywhere on my website, but for the last two years, I've been offering a package that is $3,500 for three one-hour sessions that are taken within a 90-day period of time. You could do those three and one-hour sessions in one week. You can do one hour a week for three weeks, or you could do one hour per month for three months. It's completely up to you, but it's $3,500 for three one-hour mentoring sessions. And, you know, I, I part of me says, I wonder how do I communicate the value of mentoring one-on-one. I mean, seriously, I mean, $3,500, who who do you think you are is what some people have said to me. I've actually had people say, Cliff, who do you think you are charging $3,500 for one-on-one mentoring for three one-hour calls? I, in fact, one person actually asked that question and says, my Harvard-educated lawyer doesn't even charge that a month. Well, it just so happens that I've had the privilege of working with a great number of people through this one-on-one mentoring package, and the the results are all the same. Every single one of them have told me that they received more value from their first phone call with me than the total cost of the overall package. And that was certainly the case for Clint Schumacher, who, guess what, happens to be an attorney, uh, which is a lot of fun. But I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not going to say too much more here in the intro. I just want to set this up and just say that I've had the honor and privilege of working with Clint, and he recently reached out to me via email and says, hey, Cliff, dude, I have to contact you There are so many developments that I want to share with you that are just so exciting that have happened in my life as a result of working with you. And it had been many months since I've heard from Clint, and I'm like, I so would love to connect with him and hear what all has happened, what has changed in Clint's life as a result of that time that we spent together through this mentoring package. And the interesting thing I said, Clint, I have a question for you. Would you be willing to have this conversation with me via a recorded conversation in a podcast episode? I totally understand if you would be would rather not do that. I mean, I, it's a huge ask, and I kind of feel weird asking, but you never you never know unless you ask. Even if you say no, I want you to know that I'm willing to jump on a 30, 40-minute call with you. I just I just would love to hear no matter what even if you even if it's not recorded for a podcast episode he said let me pray about it 
and I'll get back to you. And I said, sure thing, no rush. And so within a day or so, he got back and he says, I've prayed about it. I think I'd really like to have that opportunity to have the conversation. You can use it as a podcast episode. And so without any further explanation, that is why I'm about ready to play this audio recording for you right now. Clint, man, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing awesome. Let me ask you real quickly. Can I read the first few lines of an email that you just sent me? And if this needs to be edited out, I'll edit it out. But I want to read to you what you read as the setup for why we're having this conversation today. Great. Go ahead. It says, hey, Cliff, so excited to hear that the Free the Dream conference was a huge success. Excited for you and your impact. At some point, I need to send you an update on exciting life events that I've walked into since our coaching sessions. In shortest summary, I've never felt more alive and secure in walking in God's path for me than I have in 2018. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Well, that is the reason why I said, hey, I would love to connect with you. And I have a question, a proposition, and I had proposed the idea of you and I catching up and recording our conversation as a podcast episode, but then I also told you, hey, I'm totally fine. If that's not cool with you, if you'd rather just be one-on-one, I'd love to hear what's going on in your life to to get an update about how things are going. So you agreed to allow us to record this, and I have no idea where our conversation is going to go, but... Let's catch up, man. T- tell me, what? gosh, you said some life events that, that you've walked into since our mentoring sessions. What, what's, what have you walked into? I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to know more. Yeah. So, you know, to set it up, Cliff, I guess late in 2017, after hearing you talk about it on your podcast, I read uh, the Gay Hendricks book, The Big Leap, and it just really resonated with me that although... You know, I was walking very successfully in in a career and had a beautiful wife and three great kids that after reading that book, I felt challenged to to say, am I fully walking in what God wants me to do? And to help process that, uh, I reached out to you and asked if you would help coach me uh, over over six sessions, um, which you very graciously did. And and in that, I, I just felt really um, challenged by things that you were asking me about, um, introspections you were asking me to make in my life, and um, various things that you saw that you pointed out in, in both what I was doing and what I was saying. And so that happened through you know December 2017, January 2018, February 2018, And coming out of that, I decided there were things in my life that I wanted to change from a career standpoint, from a um, how I'm spending my time standpoint, and worked on making those through the first half of 2018. And as I shared with you in the email, um, you know, my recent reflections on where I am, I just feel very much in alignment with where I say I want my life to be, but even more importantly than that, where I think God is calling me to be, at least in this season of my life. That is awesome. I want to hear some more details behind that, but I'd love to give, like, just from my perspective, our relationship. So it's interesting because uh, when I decided to make the big leap, uh, one of the steps that I took was that I wanted to start offering mentoring to people one-on-one through a package. 
and where I could have some ongoing, consistent access to really helping people discover and dig into who they are, who do they believe they are, what is their belief system, what is it that you really want out of life, and what are you going to do to achieve that desire? And the specifics were that we're not going to talk about podcasting. I, I need to work with people who are not necessarily wanting just the technical ins and outs of podcasting. I want to help people really figure out a, a, to get more clarity about who they are and what they want to actually do with their life. What goals do they have for their career and what they want to do next to take things to a whole new level, becoming more of who they feel God calling them to be. So the interesting thing, and tell me if I'm wrong, my understanding is that when you originally hired me, it's like, hey, Cliff, I've been reading this and I think I want to change my career. I think I want to pursue an online business where I can do this instead. And that's that's kind of what I want to focus on during our one-on-one mentoring sessions. And after the course of two or three mentoring sessions, it became clear that mm, maybe that's not what I want. And it's interesting because you're one client that I've worked with that hired me to help them build a successful and profitable online business doing what they initially felt like they most were called to do or what they wanted to do. But through our conversations, you achieved great success, but actually decided that staying in the the current career day job that you had was was the path and that you could find ways to incorporate your zone of genius by the end of our our sessions together. Is that that's my understanding of where we left off the last time we we ended those me- mentoring sessions. Yes, I think that's right. The only adjustment I would make Cliff is I'm I'm not even sure it took two or three sessions. I think maybe you had you had opened up a a window in my mind within that first session and maybe even within the first 30 minutes of that session where, and I don't remember exactly what you asked me, but I, I clearly remember the impact it had on me, which is, you know, where you asked me inside the job that you have, and I, I'm a lawyer, inside the job that you have, do you interact with people every week? And I said, yeah, I mean, I interact with 10, 12, 15, sometimes 20 people a week. And you asked me, are you fully serving them? not just serving their legal needs, which is a lot of people come to talk to me, but are you fully serving them? Are there times you can feed into their life? Um, and are you taking advantage of those? And, and man, I wasn't. And just that one question, I think, really changed my outlook on, you know, how I bring value to people and how I have an influence and can make a difference in people's lives. I do remember that call, and I remember the very moment that our conversation shifted, and it was in that first 30 minutes, because what we discussed is you had, you, you had just read The Big Leap, and we had, I asked you just a handful of questions to discover what your zone of genius was. At the time, you were very much uh, into living out your zone of genius through youth football coaching. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So you had discovered what your zone of genius was through this, but the temptation for some people is to think, well, gosh, I know what I want to do. I just want to become, I want to find a a way to turn youth football coaching into my full-time career because that's where I come alive. And what we discovered is what made you come alive was this zone of genius. And, And we helped you find the exact words to describe that. And it's like, okay, in your day job, do you think there are opportunities for you to 
apply this zone of genius so that you can have these feelings, these sensations with the people that God's already blessed you with on a daily basis that has provided a financial ability for you to maintain your significant uh, success financially. It's, it, it, is there a possibility that this is there? And that's, that, that is where things shifted for us. And it was funny that it was in that first session of, of these multi calls that it's like, Oh, I didn't think about that. So tell me what, what has, what has changed? What, what's been going on? So since you, uh, you know, had our mentoring and coaching sessions, Shortly after that, I decided to change law firms. I'd been a partner in a, in a large firm, very happy there, loved the people there, no disrespect to any of those people or what I was doing. But I also wanted to get into a situation where I could create some additional margin in my life to do other things. And where I was, as many lawyers know, you're somewhat in that profession, you're somewhat wedded to, in many times, an, uh, an exchange of hour for money. I'm going to charge you so much per hour. And there were things that I knew, uh, areas of the law that I knew, experience that I had where I could deliver a lot more value to someone than could whatever be reflected in a reasonable hourly rate. And so I wanted to get to a place where I could have maybe a different financial model that was commensurate with, I could, I could earn the commensurate with the value that I was delivering. So I went to a different firm that does that, that has a number of people doing what I do that just works great from a lifestyle standpoint. And that's also allowed me to take a position at my kid's school where I'm coaching football at the high school level, the varsity level, where I get to spend a lot more time with the players and have a great, hopefully a great impact on their lives. And as I think I shared with you in our calls, I mean, to me, that is the greatest ministry I have, the ministry through coaching. That, that, that is a tool that allows me to feed into somebody's life where I wouldn't get to otherwise. And I get to do it at a stage in their life where they're still, you know, learning. Frederick Douglass says that, that it's easier to build strong kids than to repair broken men. And so that's where I think God has called me to be in this season. I just have this great feeling of fulfillment. That is awesome. So uh, you've changed law firms financially. Was that a, a move that kept you where you were? Or is that something that you, maybe you took a little bit of a cut, but the quality of life is better? What's the situation there financially? So some of both. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's less secure, right? So uh, we work on a contingency model. And so there's years where it could be more than what I was making at the prior firm. There's years where it could be less, I think, on balance. Uh, it'll be somewhat, you know, somewhat similar. Um, you just have a little more uh, rockiness of, of cash flow. Uh, but here again, the, the biggest exchange for me was having just being able to pick up the additional margin in my life. Right. And let's talk about the margin in your life. What, what was life like before uh, we started working together? What, what, what kind of margin did you have in your life at that time? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I was, I would try to be at the office from, 50 to 60 hours a week. Uh, there was times where it was more than that. Um, and that was kind of the general expectation. I mean, that's what all my partners did. And so to be a good partner, that's what certainly I felt like I needed to do to feel like I was carrying my own, my own freight. And what, what would you say is now, how many hours do you feel like is the right or appropriate amount of hours for you to show up in this news position? Uh, I think it varies a lot more and it's, you know, it's, it's what you need to put in to get the job done. Um, but you know, the, the folks that I work with all have 
interests outside the office that are important to them. And when I came into the firm, I, I said, look, here's something that's important to me. I want to coach football. It's going to take time during the fall. Are you guys good with that? Uh, and everybody was great with that, very supportive of that. So it, you know, I, I feel the, I'm going to use the term freedom, but maybe it's lack of guilt that, you know, if I leave the office at two 30 in the afternoon to go to school for practice, I don't feel bad that I'm walking out on my responsibilities for the day. Right. So you've built yourself because you decided, well, this is the life that I want to live. This is the way I want to show up in the world. In a way, you started dreaming. Well, what what life do I dream of living? And when you allowed yourself to start dreaming about what you would like that life to look like, you went in pursuit of changing your life conditions so that they match that. So what I'm hearing is that during football season, you may not be working 50, 60 hours a week or sometimes more. Uh, you have the freedom and flexibility to leave it to or 2.30 in the afternoon without feeling guilt, which is very important. But it's very likely that, that there'll be other seasons when football is not necessarily in season and you may work some 50 or 60 hour weeks during that period of time is what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I, I love the term that you used at the beginning of that, where you said you helped open up kind of the freedom for me to dream, which is right. And and I think embedded, I knew this is how I wanted the balance of my life to look. But, you know, I've got three kids. I've got a, a wife that depends on me. I, I feel a very strong needs, not the right word, but obligation, a strong obligation to provide for them to the fullest extent that God's blessed me with in terms of talent. And so it's it was tough to say, okay, I'm going to walk out of a very stable situation that provides a really great lifestyle into a situation that monetarily should match up, maybe even be a little bit better, but it's going to be a lot less predictable. And, you know, to have the ability to go, okay. And, and to me, this is, this is, this was, there were a number of things I thought I got out of our mentoring sessions. One of the many that I got was this, which is for me to say, okay, what is my life about, right? So what are the five core values that I have? And then am I living life consistent with those core values? And as we walk through the sessions together, I could see, okay, this is what I say I want to be about. This is what I say I believe. Am I living wholly consistently within that? And once I decided I wasn't, then the next question is, do you have the courage to walk out into what you say you want to live? And part of it's courage. And part of it is, and you, you, you know, you said, I need you to do this before our next session. Part of it is sitting down with, with my wife and saying, Hey, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I think. Here's what, you know, I say is important to me. Here's what we've said is, is important to us. Here's what we're doing. Here's where I think there's disconnect. Here's what I think we could do about it. Tell me how you feel. And and having that conversation and making sure she and I were on the same page, you know, all that was things that were going on, you know, in between the various sessions that we had. Yeah. There, there are so many things that I loved about working with you through that, that, that season of mentoring. And, you know, one thing that it opened up is, is that a lot of people have come to me and says, Cliff, I, I, I want to go out. I want to do what you did. I want to be able to leave a job that is unfulfilling and start my own business. And the one thing that I think is interesting is to understand that going out and starting a business from scratch is not always the answer for everyone. 
I'm not saying that it couldn't have worked for you because it very well could have. I mean, we started discussing possibilities and income streams that would be potentials and and products and services and target audiences. So we we got into some of that. But what I what I love is that I mean, sure from what I'm hearing is there this one is a little bit more it, it's not I think you said the word secure, but you used, you know, there the the income is a little bit more up and down rather than very much predictable. Uh, so it's it's less predictable, but the reality is is that your income level is f- overall from what I heard you say with the language that you chose is that eh, on average it would be a, about the same. You know, without going into any detail, I know what that income level is and to go out and start a brand new business, one does not get to that income level overnight or even over 6 to 12 to 18 months. No, you're right. I mean, I've, you know, I've been practicing law for 21 years, right? So I have developed skill sets. I've developed clients. I've developed reputation in the, in the industry and with the, with the judges and, and everything else that, you know, benefits. You build equity over time. And what I loved about the realization I came through as you or came to as you and I were talking is I don't have to walk away from that and still find fulfillment and still find ways to operate in my in my zone of genius you know if i'm one of my core values which it is is to be a difference maker in the in the world around me i've got this tool set i've got this education set to do that in a very powerful way and once you kind of expanded my horizons to say not only can i serve their legal need that they've come to me with not only can i help them solve that problem that dispute that res- you know that hardship in their life but I can also talk to them about, man, how how are you doing as a dad? How's your kid doing? Man, I had a, a similar situation with that. Have you thought about this? Uh, I know somebody else that's walking through what you're walking through. Let me give you their number. I'd love to put you two into contact. I read this great book about this other thing that you're, you know, you're talking to me about. Let me recommend that to you. As you broaden my horizon about how I could minister to the people that were already walking into me professionally, that was a big insight in, in terms of, man, I can really use what I do, what I do well, what I get compensated for well to also fully serve somebody. Tell me where you are in this football coaching as a result of daring to dream and then allowing yourself to say, okay, well, this is what I want my life to look like. It sounds to me like as a result of that, you put a plan into action to pursue some life changes, which you've done. You've navigated a, a change in law practice that gives you the margin and the ability to do this stuff without guilt, which is awesome. As a result of all of that, tell, just tell me some of the joys that you've experienced in, in being a football coach right now. What, just Can you share like one story of a great success, maybe not with the exact details of, a, of somebody's name or anything like that, but just some life-changing impact that you've had in somebody's life as a result of, a, of this new flexibility and margin in life? So you can't see me right now because um, we're on audio, but I'm smiling. I'm, I'm thinking about one particular player who came into the season with low self-esteem. And I just really felt like it was part of my calling, uh, part of my objective to help him begin to see himself differently. And that's still very much in process. But he's a talented kid. He wants to go to the Naval Academy. He's a very smart kid. He asked me to help him. Uh, do the testing he has to, you know, do for the Naval Academy. So I was very honored to help him, you know, record the various things the Naval Academy wants him to record as part of his application. 
And so, you know, I'm thinking of that kid and, and how I have at least tried to pour into him and the impact I think he's going to have in the world 15 or 20 years from now. And, and I'm hoping I've played some small part in that. I'm absolutely convinced that you have. I mean, there's no question. When you have somebody who suffers from self-esteem and and somebody pours into you like that, it makes an impact. Whether it's seen immediately or not, it, it definitely changes things. And I know being somebody who as a kid had some significant issues with self-esteem and had people who poured into my life. And I, I owe so much of who I am today as a result of some people who just like you took some time to speak some encouraging words and and some help with changing beliefs about who I am and how I show up in this world. So that's awesome. Yeah, we haven't touched on this yet, but I feel like I want to share this with you. I mean, one of the things that we talked about in our mentoring sessions was just, you know, physical well- wellness and keeping, you know, yourself in great physical condition and you were brave enough thankfully, to ask, how are you doing in that? And I wasn't doing that great. And so one of the things that I walked away from, Cliff, you know, you you speak about, I'm going to exercise every day. And I said, man, if, if you can say that and, and live that out, why can't I do that? And so I have, um, I'm not quite as ambitious as you. So I set a goal to exercise six out of seven days. Uh, and I have been doing that, feel a lot better physically. I've lost 30 pounds since you and I last visited, which I'm excited about. And so that arena of life, which is a very important arena of life, is coming together as, as well. And I feel very good about the path and the journey that I'm on in that regard. That is incredible. Congratulations, by the way, on 30 pounds. That's that's amazing. And uh, six days a week. Well, that's actually my commitment is six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. So, but- Okay, well, I don't feel so bad. I thought I was one day behind you. No, no, no. That's my commitment. I Now, there was a period of time when I was insane and I was doing seven days a week and and I would do that for a couple months. But I am, I'm down, I'm currently down to six days a week, but I'm still 10 to 15 hours a week at the gym. But uh, that's just because I'm insane. I love it there. You, you are highly motivated and now I'm good with that. That's good. You know, one of the things that you told me that made an impact is, you know, I, I honestly, I was scared. I was scared to set a goal like that or an objective like that, whatever you want to call it, because I didn't think it was reachable. I thought I thought I would fail. And indeed, and indeed you fail. I mean, there's times you just can't get to the gym for whatever reason. Life gets in the way and it just doesn't happen, even if it's a very, very high priority. Right. You know, part of what you and I visited about was, hey, you know, if you set an objective, even if you don't meet it, don't view that as a failure. I mean, you just didn't meet that objective and you start over the next day and you keep going. And But if your fear of failure is such that you never set the objective in the first place, you've missed out on an opportunity to make yourself better. And although I think intuitively I, I knew that, just to have you point it out and, and really hit me over the head with it was like, yeah, why, why can't I set an objective of working out six, six times a week? And if I miss, okay, I miss. Um, but I don't have to feel guilty about that. I don't have to feel bad about that. I don't have to feel like a failure because of that. Yeah, that that was the big wake-up call for me was when my mentor who got me started on that journey of fitness was Ken Davis, and he says, Cliff, I want to ask you to make a commitment working out six days a week every week for the rest of your life. And, and he says, and the thing you've got to understand is if if something ever comes up, you can't allow yourself to say, I failed you can't give up. You just got to understand there are things that are going to come along that are going to keep you from doing the six days. But the reality is, is that 
those things are going to come up every now and then. It's not going to be your identity. Your identity is one who works out six days a week, every week for the rest of your life. That's who you are. That's what you're committed to being. And just because there's one week where you worked out four days, that doesn't mean that you no longer are the person who are who is committed to working out six days a week. Your commitment is to do it. Whether or not you're able to always do it with perfection, that's just a little crazy. You don't know what's going to come up in life. So, um, but yeah, that was that was big for me. It's just like giving my pers- myself permission to say I don't have to do this perfectly. It's one of the struggles that I had with uh, so many of these habit tracking apps. They give you these quote unquote streaks where you log in or check in every <laughs> single day. And I remember, yeah. I remember, I used to do the ten thousand steps a day. And I would get so frustrated when I would go on these streaks. It's, it's like 200 days in a row, and then I failed to hit it one day, and it's like, you've, you've, done, you've met your goal one week. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? Seriously? It, it, it's, it's, and I just remember that being such a knock, and I'm like, wait a second. No, 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 no. Dude, out of the last <laughs> – it's kind of like this. It, you go 200 days straight without missing your 10,000 steps per day, and then you miss a day. And then the next day after that, you're like, congratulations, you have a one-day streak. And I'm like, no, here's what I will tell you. It's I've done 201 days out of the last 202 days. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not starting over with one. I... <laughs> That that's the that was the mindset that I had to get over. It's like this is why I don't like these streaks. This is why I don't like to say this is how many days in a row I've done it. This is no out of the past two hundred and two days, I hit ten thousand steps a day, two hundred and one days. Sure, I missed a day, but that doesn't. Yeah, uh, that was a big mindset shift for me. Well, and and you just touched on the key word, same word I was thinking of in mindset shift. I mean, it was you know to 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 not dwell on the failure, but to dwell on the fact, you know, 99% out of the last 201 days, I've hit my 10,000 step goal, man. I am, think about how different I have become over that 200 days. Yeah. And, and, and that may even, what, what if it's 92% of, of the 202 days? That, that, the fact is, is that if you didn't have the goal of, of doing it a hundred percent of the time, then you wouldn't have hit the ninety-two percent. You, the most people say, well, they're you know that's unrealistic. And so what they do, what they do is they set a goal for two or three days a week, and then they they <laughs> guess what? You set your two goal at two or three days a week, and guess what? You don't always hit your two or three days, and so you hit one or two, and eventually you get to the point. Ah, well, why did I even bother? And you go back to nothing. So setting yeah. set, setting your goal high, making a commitment that kind of is a little bit scary, but understanding the working on the mindset, and it's, and it's not just. By the way, it's not just the goal. It's the the question is what are, where is and you and I did not have this language when you and I were working together, but I know that you did follow up my advice. You started listening to some Tony Robbins materials right after I started listening to them. I believe, didn't you? Yeah. So you encouraged me to go through the personal power Two materials, which, which I did and which was a great recommendation by the way. Yeah. And so now you understand the, the power of what we call leverage and right. that, and that is what, why am, why do I desire to go to the gym six days a week? And, and you have to ask yourself, well, what, what's the leverage and leverage is, is made up of two very important keys. Number one, it's associating massive amounts of immediate and unbearable pain to this idea of not working out. 
So that's that's leverage step number one. Leverage step number two is what is the immediate massive amount of pleasure that I will gain by actually achieving this goal? So the fact that I go to the gym and I did it, what is the immediate massive amount of pleasure that I can associate to doing that? And so that's what I do. It's like not going to the gym, I experience massive, immediate, unbearable pain when I don't go to the gym. And when I do go to the gym, I experience massive, immediate pleasure right then, right there. And I have so much of that linked up and associated that I'm compelled. I have so much leverage that gets me into the gym six days a week. Yeah, well, let me, okay, so let me lean into that. I'll hit, I'll hit, I'll kill two birds with one stone. So one of the things that you told me you did and encouraged me to do is to have these daily affirmations. So, you know, you, you said you have a PowerPoint that you go through every day, or at least in that season when we were working together, you had a PowerPoint that you went through each morning that had various affirmations, thoughts, you know, whatever that you wanted to remind yourself of each day. So I put that, I put that together for me. And so every morning, one of the things that I do is I go through my affirmations that are in a PowerPoint and I keep it on my computer, on my iPad, on my phone. So I have no excuse wherever I am. I always have access to it. And it changes a little bit from time to time. But one of my slides is I must reach my goal weight this year. And I have the date that I'm going to do it and the, the, the number on the scale that I'm trying to get to. And I had that in my affirmations for many weeks. And then that concept of leverage came back to me and, and I said, okay, I'm not moving as much as I would like to. I've got to create some additional leverage. So then one of the slides that I put together was these are the three reasons why I've got to get to my ideal weight this year. And if I don't, these are the three things I'm giving up. You know, these are the three bad you know, things that are going to happen to my life if I don't make that number just to create both the positive leverage and the negative leverage to remind myself every day to do the things that I need to do to get to where I want to be from a physical health standpoint. I love that. That's exactly it. That's the leverage we're talking about. I'm, man, I'm so excited. You, you know, I just, I want to share with you, Clint, I just achieved a massive goal this past week. It just occurred th- within the last seven days. What is it? So for the past at least 23 years of my life, I have carried the label of an obese human being. Okay. All right. Matter of fact, if you, when, whenever I would log, whenever I would log into my medical records, my doctor's office is all online. So I can log in and schedule appointments and stuff like that. And it says current health overview and it says list of diagnoses and stuff like that. Well, the interesting thing is one of them used to be hypertension, which has been removed because once I started losing weight, I got rid of the hypertension. Another one was GERD or acid reflux. That was removed because I, I no longer have that as a medical condition because you know the GERD went away once the weight went away. The interesting yep. thing though for more than 23 years, that's as far back as I know on my records. I, I want to go to the doctor and get my, my printed records prior to this. But for more than 23 years, my BMI, which I know BMI is not a great way to calculate, especially for somebody who strength trains. But right. still, my BMI has been over 30 for more than 23 years, which means that my medical record says medical current medical condition, and there was only one listed, and it says obesity. Uh, yeah. You know, it's okay. like, what a label. Cliff, exactly. Cliff Ravenscraft, 
medical condition, obesity. And, and, the, and the reality is, is that, well, for more than 23 years, by their medical definition, BMI, I was obese. And so the interesting thing was, I mean, gosh, I started out at 272 pounds. And this week, I hit 184.5. Awesome. And I didn't even realize it, but at 188, I'm no longer obese. So I had actually dropped out of the obesity label before I even realized it. It's like, I, I, so I went in, it's like 184.5. This is the lowest I've ever weighed. This is incredible. And that is that puts me at 29.5 on a BMI scale, which means that this I, I can't even begin to tell you how much joy it gave me to say my label is now overweight. Yes. <laughs> I am I am now an overweight man. I am no longer an obese man. That, well, that was so now here's what I want to say. Do you think there's any chance? On Earth, I'm ever going to allow myself to get up to 189 again? No, no way. Yeah. There's a, there is only one way. There, I actually think there is one way that I could actually get over 189, but it will only be if my body per, fat percentage is between 15 to 20 percent, uh, ideally 15 percent, because then any weight that is that I go up, and I could see myself I, I, if if. I did state a long time ago that I have a goal of being uh, a completely ripped, muscular guy in the front cover of Men's Fitness or Men Health, <laughs> Men's Health magazine. Yes, so, yep. So when for, you do that, when you do that, will you will you autograph my copy? I will definitely autograph right. your copy. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt your story. Go ahead. No, that's all right. That's awesome. But for me to do that, I'm probably going to put on. I mean, I've already put on. I've lost over 100 pounds of fat, and I've put on about 15 to 20 pounds of pure muscle, and I. I know that for me to be able to get on the front cover of that magazine, I'm going to need to put on at least another 20 to 30 pounds of muscle overall, my overall body. So that will put me over. And on a quote unquote BMI scale, which only tracks your height, weight, well, actually just your height and weight, and it gives you a number, it does not take into account your your actual, (laughs) what makes up that body mass. So- but the, the reality is, is that I, I think it was a fair assessment for me to be considered obese for the last uh, 23 <laughs> plus years because it wasn't, I can tell you that most of my body mass at the time was not muscle. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I saw your recent video and your face looks incredibly uh, thin. So I, I feel confident in saying that even though the BMI may say you're overweight, uh, that you don't in any way look overweight. And I suspect that in, in, by the time they figure out what your actual um, muscle mass is that you're nowhere near overweight. Yeah, no, no, I would, I would, I, if, if anything, I think I'm probably about five to 10 pounds overweight is what I would say. Now, BMI would say I'm like 20 pounds overweight, but I think technically, I, I do believe I'm still about five to 10, cause I, I still, I can still squeeze my, my belly. And I know that that's not all just skin right there. There, there's still a little bit of what I consider to be visceral fat. So, I've got another five to 10 pounds of that stuff that I want to lose. But then I'm, I'm like, I'm there. Man, that's awesome. You know, they, they, they say, Cliff, you know, that's, a, that's one of those crazy goals. I, I don't, I, why do you even tell people you want to be on the front cover of a magazine? I said, they say, well, you know, they only put celebrities on those magazines. I said, listen, here's what I want to tell you about this goal. 
I don't know that I really want to be on the front cover, but if I did, there are a couple of ways that I could see it happening. Number one, every year they do a reader's issue. So they actually take just like an average Joe reader, but <laughs> average Joe in muscle and fitness, right? So, but it's it, it, like there, I remember the year that they had this firefighter on the front cover, but he was obviously, he was ripped, right? So maybe I get chosen as the reader of the year for that edition. And, or number two, I become a celebrity that who says that's without, you know, that's outside of the realm of possibility. I could become a celebrity and therefore why not put me on the magazine? And number three, if that doesn't happen, if I really want this, then I just become a multi-billionaire and I buy the darn magazine and put myself on the cover. (laughs) Well, that would work too. Ah, anyway, people in there, you know, it's just crazy how many people just want to just, uh, pour, pour water on your dreams, you know, on the, on the flames of your glowing embers and coals of this burning desire inside of you. You know, but you, but you, but you touch on something important really. And, and, and some of this are things you've said, some of this comes out of, uh, out of the Tony Robbins material, but there's so much power in how you see yourself, right? Yep. So you know, I've, I've seen myself as a big person because I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm just a big guy. And I've always seen myself that way. And part of what, part of what, you know, I, I have needed to change is the internal vision of what I look like. And so part of what, or what I can look like. And so part of what is in the daily affirmations is like the person you described, this ripped guy. And I get a vision of that. That's me, right? Not the vision I've have as a, as a, big person but the vision i have as as a rip person and if and once you have that vision right and you're focused on that then you begin to find ways to become consistent with the vision that you have of yourself whereas if the vision of yourself is as a big person you do things consistent with that vision yeah and you know that is so true it's it's, it's uh, tony robbins says this he says the strongest force in the human personality is to remain consistent with how we define ourselves Right. And yeah. how, how we define ourselves, and, and this is for me, I mean, I started this workout six days a week every week for the rest of my life back in November 2014. But really my focus on fitness and want and my desire to be more healthy, healthy and fit happened in 2009 when I almost died in the hospital. I knew I needed to change things then. And what happened was I was 272 pounds in January of 2009. And after I got out of the hospital and recovered, that's when I started the quote unquote 10,000 steps a day program. And for 18 months, I was walking 10,000 steps a day and I lost 60 pounds. But the thing is, is I, after about, I had, once I got down to 60 pounds, I think there was, it was right around 210. I could never, it seems like I could never get past 210. I kept getting stuck there, or no, it was 212. I got stuck at 212. And over time, something happened and I I went on a business trip and I got sick and then I stopped my 10,000 steps for a couple days. And next thing you know, I slowly slipped back into my old lifestyle and what happened, what I realized is it, at that point, I w- in my mind, I was a 272-pound man who lost 60 pounds. Yeah. And do yeah. you see the problem with that? I, I was a 272-pound man who lost 60 pounds. And because I was a 272 pound, my natural proclivity to go back to 272 pounds because that's who I am. And what changed this time 
is all of a sudden I realized I'm no longer, I'm not a 272. Dude, I'm a hundred, I'm a, I'm a guy who is supposed to be less than 200 pounds in a 272 pound body. And this is unacceptable. And so that's where I kept going. And I shot myself all the way down to under 200 pounds. And, and because of that identity, I'm a guy who is going to be and who is meant to be less than 200. And that's why I was able to break through what I call the 212 barrier. And I got down under 200. And the interesting thing was I would get to, I was like 199. And I would go all the way down to like 189. And then I would bounce back to 195. But then I became absolutely convinced my identity, I will never in my life ever go above 200 pounds again. And I noticed that I would, I would get up to 199.9 and I'm like, okay, a couple hours in the gym, I'm going to, you know, take care of this. And, and I stayed, I remained consistent with the guy. I'm a guy who will never be over 200 pounds again. And it wasn't until I finally said, it's like, well, wait a second. If, If I consistently say I'm a guy who will never be over 200 pounds again, then I'm, I still allow myself to get up to 200 and that's not where I want to be. So I shifted my identity again and now I'm a guy who will never be obese again, which means I will never be over 180, 189 or more. And now I'm shifting my identity again and I'm, I'm going, basically my desire at this point, my identity is I'm a guy whose body, body fat percentage is 15 to 20% and I could yeah. care less what the scale says. That's where I'm moving towards. Well, and that, this was part of the, I mean, this was part of the power of, of the mentoring sessions we had, because we, we had a very similar conversation to the one that we're having now, which is where I realized, yeah, I, okay, I do. I see myself as, as a big guy, and until I see myself as a smaller version, um, I'm never going, you know, I'm going always going to do something to undermine moving to a better level of physical fitness. Yeah. Well, Clint, man, it is such an honor to allow have you allow me to record our conversation. One of the things that I've been trying to do is think, how can I actually get some of the people that I've worked with through one-on-one mentoring and, and help people understand the amount of impact that I've had in people's lives without me trying to tell talk about it and sounds like I'm just doing an infomercial. But if I, it's like, God, if you could just allow me to find some way to take people who've done my one-on-one mentoring or who have come to a next level workshop or who have been in my next level mastermind or who came to free the dream, maybe if I just have them come and talk about their experiences, that that would be a much better way than for me to say, this is what I know I can do if you just hire me for one of these products or services. So it means a great deal to me that you are willing to to have me record this and put it in a podcast episode. So thank you for that. Hey, you, you bet. And I, you know, it's, it's amazing the impact one person can have in another person's life and then the impact that person can have on many other people's lives. And so hopefully, and, and I know the impact you've had on me. I know the impact because of the impact that you had on me, the impact that I've been able to have on other people and the ripple effect that, that creates, you know, one of the things that you had encouraged me to do in our very last session was to in essence find a something equivalent to a mastermind because I, I'm not really a fit for the masterminds that you have my life goals and objectives as we've talked about it's a little bit different than what you focus on in your masterminds but I took your advice and so one of the things that that uh, you know I've, I've now have is a group of five people I'm one of the five five men all of whom want to be elite in as many areas of their life as possible 
And we are all feeding into each other, encouraging each other, holding each other accountable, uh, saying, look, you say this, your life says this, what gives, um, and giving each other the freedom to speak into each other's lives like that. And it's been a very powerful force. And so if, if anybody that hears this uh, decides that they want to let you feed into their life, I know, I just know that's going to have an incredibly powerful and positive influence on them. And then the super exciting thing is to think about what then happens next with that person that you've influenced. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my follow-up conversation with Clint Schumacher. And I got to tell you, it is just such an honor to be able to do the work that I do. And I thank God every single day for all of the experiences that I've been privileged to have in my life, all of the successes. I am thankful for all of the failures, all of the great things I decided to do, all of the mistakes that I've made, all of the education that I've had, both intentional and unintentional, the skills, talents, and abilities that God has gifted me with. I am so incredibly thankful for the ability to help people change their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve in this world, to help people rediscover their ability to dream and then to help them work through creating a strategy, a plan for making their dreams a reality. And I, yeah, I'm so thankful. Clint, thank you so much. Uh, for this. I know that you'll be listening back to this and and it's just been an honor to do life with you through the mentoring packages last year. And thank you so much for reaching out to me in emails telling me, hey, I'd love to just t- get touch base with you and just share with you how much my my life today is in complete alignment with where I feel God calling me to live life today. And to know that I played a, a role in that uh, to to get you, you know, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, I, I think about this and I'm like, you know, I'd like to do more of these conversations with people I've worked with. It's, it is my hope that you have gained a ton of value out of the things that were shared here today. I mean, quite frankly, Clint paid a lot of money for the one-on-one mentoring that we have and some of the greatest insights that he received from us working together came out here in this conversation for you guys for free. If you have the ears to hear them, they are there. It's my hope that as I have more and more of these conversations with people that I've had the blessings to do life with, that I will be able to give them the ability to express what are the greatest takeaways that they got from our times together so that you can get those insights for free from this podcast. And maybe you'll be able to take those insights and apply them to your own life and have radical transformation in your own life without ever having to hire me for one-on-one mentoring, without ever needing to come to the Next Level Workshop, without ever needing to be a part of the Next Level Mastermind or even attending any of my live events like Free the Dream down the road. I'm totally fine with that. But the thing that I know is that yes, you will get value out of these conversations. You will pull away insights and they can have a radical, profound impact in your life. But I just know that for those who it's the right fit for, 
working with me in a one-on-one mentoring capacity, it, it can be an incredibly rewarding experience that you won't get from just listening to the content. If, it, if it's a good fit financially for you, there are some dreams that you know that are bottled up inside of you and you need some help one-on-one, I do have a mentoring package. It's not listed currently on my website. You'd have to just email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, put mentoring in the uh, subject line. I will tell you, just before you even think to reach out, it's $3,500 for mentoring. It's uh, three one-hour sessions within a three-month period of time. I can assure you that everyone that I've done these mentoring packages with, all of them have told me that they received more than $3,500 worth of value within the first call Clint, in fact, told me that he received that value within the first 30 minutes of our first call. So if you're in a position where you can invest in taking your life to a whole new level through one-on-one mentoring at that rate, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, mentoring in the subject line. For those of you who are wanting to take your online business to the next level or you want to create an online business, similar to the type of business that I have, where it's coaching, mentoring, online courses, digital products, webinars, group coaching programs, workshops, conferences, speaking, that kind of business. If you're looking to build the kind of business that I have, and it doesn't matter if you, it's like, I just don't know if I, I should really pursue this. I don't even know where to start. Or if you're already knee deep into it or even neck deep into building your online business, but you're not yet generating $10,000 a month minimum every single month, come to this Next Level Workshop coming up on October 12th and 13th here in the Next Level Studio. Uh, If you're listening to this well beyond October 12th and 13th, 2018, just go to nextlevelworkshop.live and register for the very next available Next Level Workshop. Do those while we're still making them available here. Uh, You know, there's a temptation for me to to get focused on the Next Level Mastermind and Free the Dream and and kind of free up my focus on just those two products along with some one-on-one mentoring. But for right now, I still feel led, very much led, to help people discover the the strategic plan that's necessary to build a profitable and successful online business. And if you want that, it's nextlevelworkshop.live for more information. And of course, I want to let you know also, I have a ongoing weekly mastermind group that you can be a part of. It's called the Next Level Mastermind. Now, you heard Clint say that you know he wasn't necessarily a good fit for the Next Level Mastermind, and that's because the Next Level Mastermind is designed for people who are on the 100% full-time self-employment journey. So if you are 100% full-time self-employed or if you have a day job but plan on being 100% full-time self-employed within the next six to 12 months, then you are eligible to apply for the Next Level Mastermind. And the Next Level Mastermind is a weekly meeting with myself and an amazing community of people who are going to help you raise your standard in life, who are going to help elevate the expectations of how you show up in the world, you will accomplish more in one year through the mastermind group experience than you could ever dream of accomplishing in a lifetime without it. And I can say that with full confidence because it's been the truth for myself and every person I know who is actively 
or who has ever actively been involved in a mastermind group relationship. So that's nextlevelmastermind.info if you're interested about that. And of course, there's the Free the Dream Conference 2019. I want to let you know that that's coming up on September 13th, 14th, and 15th in Franklin, Tennessee. That's Free the Dream 2019. Go over to freethedream.live, freethedream.live. Yes, I know it's a lot of different things, but they're for different people and uh, more on the amazing opportunities for us to work together in the very near future. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take every single area of your life to the next level.